Hey, it's me. How's it going, everybody? It is Tuesday, January 30th, 2017, and we are coming at you about three or four days later since we filmed our last podcast. I'm actually going to Kentucky. I'm taking a drive, 1,400-mile drive, to visit my wonderful girlfriend, Jamie. Um, so I won't be able to film this weekend. We won't be able to record the podcast and upload it, so we're going to do it on Tuesday and upload it hopefully later. So you should be hearing this on, like, Friday. Uh, who's with me today? Hello, Matthew. Hey, Welcome, pal. guys, to the pawn shop where you highball us and we lowball you. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. So, Matt, how was your weekend, dude? I know you did something exciting. Dude, what did I do? Huh. <laughs> I know what I did. So let's see. From the podcast, it's been Saturday. Took some... Took some uh, some time to do some homework because Sunday I spent the whole day in Philadelphia. <clears throat> Let's see. 10 o'clock, I left. I went to Sugar House Casino. It's my second time being at the casino. Shut the fuck up, Alexa. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so I went to Sugar House Casino and I spent, I, spent, I think it was like $60 in four hours. And I made 110, so I profited like 50 bucks. Not um, bad. Yeah, good story. I went with my friend Jay and my parents. And Jay actually has been to the casino multiple times. He lives in California. He's been to Vegas and all that. So uh, he was kind of me, sh- like, kind of showing me the ropes because I went there before and didn't really know what to do. But when we when we went up to the slot machines, <clears throat> that's pretty much all we played. He was like telling me like all the stuff, you know, like when you hit when you hit like a jackpot or something, you know, you leave, you go somewhere else, you take a break. So we actually spent sixty dollars in four hours, which is awesome because you know we had a lot of fun there, but we didn't spend too much money. Yeah, we had like a budget kind of. So he, I, I, I guess I would go like for like you know my second times a charm luck, but he lost forty dollars, <laughs> and we actually, my dad doesn't gamble that much, so he was sitting at the bar the whole time at like a restaurant. Oh man. So we like came up, had a couple beers with him, and <clears throat> we walked away and played again. And then when we went back to my dad, we were like, all right, it's time to go. We planned on going to the auto show, and my parents had not finished their drinks yet. So instead of like us bothering them, like waiting um, for like them to be ready to leave, my dad just gave me a $20 bill, and he said, like, you know, go use this. So I went to a slot machine to use it, and Jay, I guess, was like, didn't want to sit and watch me, so he sat next to me. And he played like fifteen dollars in. He won a jackpot of ninety-five bucks, so he was in the <laughs> hole. And then he left with like a profit of like fifty-five or sixty dollars. So it was a really good time. My brother was with us too. Um, I'm pretty sure he like just broke even, or maybe like lost a little bit of money. But yeah, it was a good time. We left at like three o'clock and then went to the auto show, the Philadelphia Auto Show. Drove there and parked, and <clears throat> it was really fun. There's a lot of cool cars. A lot of new cars, and then there's, like, this thing called the Dub Expo, which you can, like, go downstairs, and it's, like, all these people's modified cars. I guess the highlight – I saw something really cool, actually. Um, the Acura NSX. Yeah, I saw a snapshot of that. Yeah, that's – um, it's, like, Honda's, like, test at – so Honda made an NSX back in the 90s, and it, it ran to like, 2003, 2004, I think. No, 05 was the last year, I think. Anyway, um, it was supposed to be, like, a budget supercar. It was supposed to compete with all these, like, Ferraris and Lamborghinis, but it was supposed to be, like, a Honda. Yeah. So it was dope. And <clears throat> it was supposed to be, like, a budget supercar that was, like, a really fun car to drive. And then they tried to remake it this year, 2016 or 2017. And it is 
Yeah, so oh boy. Yeah, so it 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 shouldn't have been called the NSX. It's kind of like away from its roots. But uh, aside that, I'm not going to do too much car talk. But it was really cool. They had an Oculus, and they had a seat for the NSX, and people what? were in line to put the Oculus on, have the pedals in the car, and they could like do like a VR of the NSX. It was really cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So we saw some cool Cadillacs, Audis. Um, I drive a Subaru, you know. Um, oh, the this Subi life. Yeah. So I actually was hoping to see the refreshed model of the WRX, but it wasn't there. Um, but yeah, it was cool. We spent like two hours there looking at all the cars. It was really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, the beer was like $10 a piece. So yeah. Oh, daddy. But then, best part, anybody who's ever been to Philly, you got to check out Chima, Brazilian Steakhouse, dude. Oh, my God. So <coughs> we get there a little bit early. 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. was our reservation. Got there like 5:30, so we sat at the bar and drank a little bit. But we finally got seated, and they serve you. Whoever, if you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, the way it works is like you go to the salad bar because they have like a walk-up salad bar. You can eat your salad, and they give you like a chip. It's a red or a green-sided chip, and when you're ready, you flip it from red to green, and then they, the servers see that they come around, and you know, we got because it's restaurant week this week. It was like 35 dollars for eight different kinds of meats and like a couple sides. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. It was so good. They had, like, garlic pork, uh, like, sausage, boneless chicken, sirloin, top sirloin, lamb. It was, dude, it was amazing. Filled me up. It's all you can eat, dude. You got to go there. $35. It was amazing. Now, I've never been to the one that you went to, particularly in Philly, but I've been to a few Brazilian restaurants myself, like, particularly in Newark. Uh, It's called, actually, the Brazilian Bar and Grill. And, uh, obviously, the term that they use for that type type of style of cooking is called rodicio rodicio yeah. yep and uh That's what like they a do portuguese thing isn't yeah it? yeah and what they do is like they bring out like slabs of meat on like a steak exactly and like you that. pretty much tell them like when you want just like to quit like please just don't bring bring me any more meat like it's just like all different kinds and it's just like a one hell of a fucking dining uh time yeah, man they like bring you they bring like this big ass fucking like roaster with like a bunch of meat on it they ask you like do you want it medium well medium rare like all this stuff they cut it for you you get these tongs you pick it up, you ask them, do you want more? <clears throat> and then, yeah, man, you just go to town on it. But, like, it's so cool because they have, like, eight different meats. So, like, you eat your one, and then someone else comes with you with, like, a different one, and they're all good. Like, if you like beef, chicken, like, any – if you like it all, it's the perfect place to go because they give you a bunch of different stuff, and you can kind of um, favor one thing or the other, and it's unlimited. So Yeah, you pretty much just uh, pay, pay, like, a – like, a what? Well, the one that it's I like a go to – Yeah, pretty much. You pay, like, $25 or $30 and just – Go to town. It's amazing. Go yeah, to town. Definitely a wonderful thing. What did you What did you do this weekend? Ah, uh, well, my weekend definitely wasn't as eventful as yours. But uh, Saturday, what did I do? Saturday, Saturday morning, I went to the gym. Uh, and then after that, I saw my girlfriend pretty much like the entire day. I just spent some time with her family and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was a nice day. A uh, nice relaxing day. Nothing stressful or anything. I just spent some time with the girl and her family. What you guys do? Nothing. <laughs> we just you didn't uh, even watch TV. You just sat nah, there. Nah. Well, she pretty much like slept for a good portion of the day. Like we were just yeah, we were just pretty much like sleeping. And then we went back to her house, and then we just had some dinner with her family and had some pizza, some Buffalo Chicken Ranch pizza from like a pizzeria down the road. <sighs> One of the best pizzas. Where'd you ever. go, Italian Villa? No, uh, La Cucina. Dude, I actually had a Buffalo Chicken pizza on Saturday as well, and. It was it was weird. I had it from Italian Villa. Have you ever had it from there before? I've never been to the Italian Villa. So they like ch- they like dice the chicken. It's like little squares. Uh huh. And then they they put the um 
the blue cheese under the che- under the mozzarella <gasps> cheese, oh, and dang. then they put celery on it, like as another topping. It's pretty good, man. It's um, definitely different than like normal buffalo chicken pizza, but it was good. I might have to try this, honestly. Yeah, there's actually some in my fridge. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I might have to try this, but uh, yeah, we just did that, and then when we back when we went back to her house, uh, I spent some time with the family. And after that, we just like sat down, watched some like one of her like her shows and stuff. Obviously, I'm not a what fan. <laughs> watched Total Divas. It's like that? it's like about like girls who are married to like WWE wrestlers and stuff like that. Uh, not my kind, of, not my cup of tea. But you know what? I'll watch it with her. I don't mind because she puts up with my bullshit. So I put up with like all the shows that she watches and stuff. Dude, I watch. Um, so I guess your girlfriend has made you watch like girly shows and shit, right? Yeah, not girly shows, but like reality TV shows. A lot of reality. Have you ever gotten TV like hooked to a show that your girlfriend showed you? Well, uh, Total Divas is tolerable because like I know some of the wrestlers have been on the show, like Dean Ambrose and stuff like that. And another show that I watched with her that I don't I can tolerate is uh, Below Deck. It's like a show about like people like on a yacht and they're just like a crew on the yacht and stuff like that. I mean, it's all like drama. But it's I mean it's tolerable for the most part. But um, and what else did we do Saturday or Sunday? I didn't really do anything Saturday. Saturday I went to the gym like early, early morning, like crack of dawn, just because like I couldn't like go back to sleep once I woke up. And after that, I literally just did nothing. I did. Oh no no no! no. I watched the Royal Rumble with my good friend Lee. I have I don't watch wrestling on a regular basis. Like actually, the last time I watched the Royal Rumble was probably like five years ago or six years ago. That's like with a bunch of wrestlers, right? Yeah, it's like they all yeah, it's like together. thirty thirty yeah. wrestlers. But That's uh, insane. yeah. So spoiler alert: if you haven't know uh, uh heard about it on the news already, but Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble, which is pretty funny. That's crazy. Is yeah. he old? He's uh I think thirty nine years old or Jesus something like Christ. that. But um. Yeah, it was it was just a pretty funny night with uh, your boy Lee Hazen. Um, after that, we just I went back home, just went back to sleep. It wasn't I didn't do anything eventful this weekend. Just uh, relax pretty much. And for this coming week, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Probably just chill with the girlfriend. Maybe go see a movie. Go out to dinner. We're gonna go see a movie. What are you gonna go see? I really want to see Split. Uh, Sean recommended because he just saw that uh, I think yesterday. That's so ironic. Or two days ago. Because on the first episode of the podcast, we talked about Split, and we kind of said, you know, we're not expecting anything from it, but I didn't think it was going to be good. Neither did he. I'm pretty sure, from what I recall, he said that. But he might have he might have said otherwise. But I get if he saw it, he said it was good. Yeah, he said he was. Uh, he would recommend it. He would definitely recommend. It. He told me though that the ending was kind of like not something you would expect. Out of everything that you could have pictured, would what happened, it wasn't. So he said he recommended the movie. He said it was not not bad, not bad. So I definitely want to. I'll take his word for it. And I definitely want to see it probably this coming week. Interesting. Maybe I'll go see that this weekend with my girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're gonna go visit Jamie. Yeah, man. Kentucky's gonna be a long drive, but me and Emma, in my car, we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it ten hours. Ten hour drive. Yeah. It's gonna be wonderful. Oh, dude. Okay. So. There's this place in Kentucky. You know I like chicken fingers. Of course. I fucking love chicken tendies. Of course. There's this place in Kentucky. It's like only like in the south, I guess. I don't know exactly where it is. The closest one to us is in Virginia, so it's like four and a half hours away. But this place called Cane's. Raisin mm. Cane's, dude. Oh. 
all they have on their menu, the only options for combos is different types of chicken fingers. Oh, like like flavored? No, it's like it's it's ridiculous. So there's like four or five different combos you can get. The first one is a three piece chicken tender. The second one's a five piece chicken tender. And like the third and the fourth <laughs> are like chicken sandwiches, but they're just tenders on a bun. But they're so good. And they give you like this like pinkish orange like petal sauce. Uh-huh. And you dip your fries in it and the chicken, dude. It is like to die for. Like like when I go to Kentucky, I'm like, Jamie, I'm gonna get canes when I get there. I'm gonna get canes the next day. And then when I leave to drive home, I'm stopping at canes. Even when I fly, I will get canes and like try to sneak it through security, like in my bag, because it's so good and I just wanna <laughs> eat it on the plane and I won't have it again for a while. Dude, yeah, canes, raisin canes, man. It's so good. Uh, the only thing I can compare it to is have you ever been to PDQ? chicken no i never heard of it's that. in cherry hill it's kind of the same uh it's just just chicken tenders and it's really good i recommend that hmm. definitely but might have to give that a shot i think something similar to that like i haven't had in a while and you know what i'm gonna say it's gonna be oh you don't dude no it's been over a year almost a two year. years yeah two years now hold actually on, hold on let me think about this you haven't had it in a while is it like a chicken tendies we took a trip dude Oh, <laughs> Arugas. Arugas, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. Arugas is good, man. My favorite sauce from Arugas is they have like – so they have the, – Arugas is a sports bar, but they specialize in hot wings. It's kind of like a B-dubs, but like lower key. And they have all these different sauces, but the best sauce, in my opinion, you have to get the boneless wings, and then it's like a jalapeno buffalo sauce. They take buffalo sauce, like their traditional sauce, and then they mixed up like – chopped jalapeno peppers in it it is so good it's yeah it's it's really hot but it's good man that's I'm like salivating right now yeah it's been almost two years since i've had it and i miss it each and every we'll day we'll take a trip out to uh my aunt tracy's by far the best wings i've ever had in my entire life yeah and it's i love something. wings i love i, I love, love buffalo wild i wings love wings that's like my guilty pleasure like b-dubs isn't bad i just i've nothing to me as of right now nothing has topped the rugas that was a good trip we went to dc yeah we went to dc that time that was a good time though we oh, we went to the Holocaust Museum, but we didn't get to actually do it because we uh, forgot that we had to pay money oh, for yeah. it. Yeah, I remember that to like go up the like the elevator to the top and you have to like work your way down. Yeah, yeah. I went there for high school, and I didn't remember we had to pay for it. I remember that though. We went inside. We waited in line. Yeah, to we, get inside, we, we went. And then we went. We realized. Line. Yeah. But damn, it was a shame because I really I've always wanted to see the Holocaust Museum, but I never got the chance to because we. Oh, I think it was like, they. I don't know if they ran out of tickets or it was just like overbooked or stuff like that. I don't really remember what it was either. And on top of that, we also had to pay money too. I'm not really sure how much it was though. Dude, it was a crazy trip. We like we took a Ford excursion and we put bikes in the back. <laughs> and then we like so we live like in like like southern central New Jersey. So there's like a lot of people with like lifted trucks. People like to go mudding, they like have their Jeeps and stuff. So traditionally my family is kinda like that too. So we had an excursion, but it was lifted three inches. So it probably sat like 10 feet or 11 feet off the ground or something like that. Maybe a little bit short. I could be exaggerating. I don't really know. But it was it was taller than your average SUV. So we had to find a garage in Washington, D.C. that would house this giant beast of a truck. And we managed to find one. It was $20 for the day. And we like offloaded our bikes and went to all the free museums. That was a good – that truck I, – I missed that truck. I missed the yeah, excursion, dude. <laughs> I missed that truck so much. But that day was brutal too because like shit. we came so unprepared because uh, DC is like I guess like right by the water so it was like and it was like thirty degrees that day windy too 
on top of the wind. So it felt like it was like 20 degrees. And we were riding around D.C. with bikes. And I only oh. had a T-shirt underneath and a sweatshirt. Yeah. And I could not feel my hands the entire time we were there. And then we went like straight up to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was amazing. I actually think we didn't go to Aruga's that time, though. Did we? Or no, did, the, was the it day, a different time? It was the day after. Oh, it was the day after? Ye- have yeah. you been – you went with me twice to Harrisburg, didn't you? Or only once? Just once. Oh. Actually, no, it was the day that we went to D.C., then we went back to Harrisburg because we made it on time. And then after that, we, we went to the went chocolate factory. We went we? to the chocolate – we went Hershey's to Hershey chocolate Park, factory. dude. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we went on the free tour, and then we uh, got some – we made our own, like, chocolate bars. We went through, like, the processing uh, – thing and then we oh, made yeah, our own yeah, chocolate bars because yeah, hershey park was closed or it was like hella expensive for tickets or something yeah and uh yeah yeah we went through the chocolate factory which was like free entry for the tour yeah and then we made our own chocolate bars oh my god we did <laughs> i actually made one for my girlfriend but i ate it <laughs> actually yeah, i managed to save mine and give it to Shay. <laughs> oh well i, I made a piece I remember, off though i remember because they made us wear those stupid fucking those like uh <laughs> the the hair nets the but hair like nets for but your for beard yeah <laughs> i didn't have to wear one though i think me and trevor did yeah we you and trevor, trevor. Yeah, you and trevor that was amazing <laughs> yeah we had to try the, that i so you liked it but i hated it my uncle likes to drink like these craft like ipa like hoppy yeah. ass beers they're nasty, They're man. so del- n- They're nasty. There was one that I never tried before. I never coffee? had coffee beer before. First time oh. I ever had it was with, at your uncle's house, and it was delicious. I don't know why. Ew. There were a few, though, that I did not like. You're killing me. There were a few I didn't like. Yeah. It was fun, though. Um, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kind of segue into the uh, agenda for the podcast. We're going to talk about some movies and some games like we normally do, and then... Uh, Whatever else comes to mind. And then at the halftime, you know, when we take our break, when we come back, we have another writing prompt for you that kind of segues in from last week's. So, um, Wilson, to start everything off, did you watch did you watch any movies recently? Uh, yes, actually. The, uh, the movie, I, I actually just watched it over the weekend. Um, I saw Requiem for a Dream. Never seen it. It's with Jared Leto and some I the guy from White Chicks. I forget his fucking name. But um, it has to deal with a lot of drugs. Uh, a ridiculous amount of drugs and by far one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen so Jared Leto as uh, I love his acting he's a great at method actor he literally he literally looks like a like a skin and bones he looks like a skeleton in this movie and he's pretty much yeah he's like a heroin addict so like as the method actor did he like play that part like did he have to lose that weight he lost a lot like a significant amount of weight like close to like Dallas Buyers Club like oh wow really yeah he was a skeleton in that movie but, um, yeah, this movie has to deal with, like, a lot of drug abuse. And pretty much the whole premise of this movie is, like, for the most part, like, during the duration, they're just trying to find, like, a heroin dealer because the the one that they normally had was, uh, they he was, like, arrested and shit. So they were pretty much, like, trying to find, like, a heroin dealer for the most part. And, like, they try to take up their own business by, like, buying, like, a pound of heroin or something oh, and geez. then, like, distribute them themselves. And they started making a decent amount of money until their dealer got arrested. And the entire time they're just trying to find a dealer, and there's other stuff happening. Like his grand, uh, Jared Leto's mom, she's like very a lonely person. Her husband died, and she lives in like the small apartment. And she's trying to get on this TV show that she was uh, supposedly like um, she won like she won a contest, and uh, she tried to lose weight because she wanted to fit in this uh, red dress, and her doctor prescribed like uh, these uh, diet pills. That made her, I guess, lose weight, 
uh, quote unquote, that pretty much they were uppers. So they were like speed pills, pretty much. Oh my and god! And like the entire time, like it started off pretty well. Like she was taking them like regularly on a regular basis, and then, and then she started like she, ODing. Yeah, and she started getting immune to like the pills, so she started upping the dose each and every day, and to the point where she literally lost her mind. She oh actually god. lost her mind. And Jared Leto, like this entire time, is like, "No, you shouldn't do this stuff because, like, I know how I know how this stuff works, and it's just it's just bonkers." And Jared Leto's like girlfriend, she's like a she's like a heroin addict too, just like with him, and she's like freaking out the entire time because like they lost like their dealer. And uh, by the way, if you haven't seen this fucking movie before, then fuck you because it's been like over ten years that this came out. <laughs> spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert! Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and like she's like doing anything. Uh, like that she possibly can't like get heroin like she's having like orgies she goes like she re- meets like this random guy just like to fucking get heroin but it's a pretty good movie i would highly suggest to anybody who uh is willing to watch that kind of stuff but it is very depressing i will that reminds me of like uh like that scene in breaking bad where jesse and his girlfriend are on the bed Oh. And she fucking dies. Yeah. Oh man. And then Walter's staring over her. Yeah. Watching her OD oh, and die. Oh man. Yeah. That's one the of the worst. best seasons. I love that show. That was a really good season. Yeah. That was when it started to pick up. Yeah. Um. Or in like Pulp Fiction, when she ODs. Oh yeah. And I had to like fucking shoot you. Your <laughs> adrenaline yeah, through adrenaline her cage. Pump. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, what about you, dude? Have you ever seen uh, any movies? What did I watch? Oh my god, I watched a fucking. <sighs> God. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> I forgot to tell you about this earlier. Oh I should have no. told you about it when I watched it. But Saturday night, I was going to do homework. I have to get ahead since I am going to Kentucky. I have to get my shit done. Um, so I decided to do my homework early and I put on a movie. <clears throat> so I went on Netflix. I went to the horror genre and I went through everything and I was like, "Okay, I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. I don't want to see any of these again." Uh, this one looks like it's shit. This one looks like it's shit. So then I clicked on – and you know what? Netflix is deceiving because their ratings – have you ever, like, seen their ratings are so low for some of these movies? Like, one star, half yeah. a star. Well, this one was semi-accurate. So it was called Most Likely to Die. Uh. It came out this past year, 2016. I have not been on Netflix in the longest time. Like, I have not been on Netflix to look for something to watch in a long time. Usually, I just want, like, like Chris D'Elia. I think he's a hilarious stand-up <laughs> comedian. So, whenever someone comes over and they're like, you know, they want to talk about or they want to, like, wa- find something funny, I say, oh, Chris D'Elia, like, I can go on Netflix. But I've never actually been on Netflix recently to, um, to pick something out to watch. Sorry about that. But in any event, I picked this Most Likely to Die. And holy shit, it is so bad. So, first of all, the acting is terrible. The cinematics are too exaggerated, and the whole premise is just ridiculous. So, <clears throat> this movie is so bad, I'm just going to give it away, because you don't need to watch it. I don't recommend it. It's fucking terrible. It's it's five Rotten Tomatoes. Like, terrible. So, <laughs> it starts out, and I don't know why, I, I have no idea why these people are at this house. Okay? So, it, I'll run you through it. So, at the beginning, Hot Chick comes in to a house in the middle of like the, the Mojave it's like it's it's got to be in California there's like it's not there's not a lot of trees but there's shrubbery and it's like sunny and it's it's a really nice house but it's like very isolated and there's <clears throat> a creepy guy who's outside 
and this girl comes up she's like what the fuck are you doing here um i guess she knew him and he had like really rotted out teeth like he chewed chewing tobacco his whole life and he walks away he's like out of there he's like oh this guy said uh he he would look out for me i don't know the point is this guy is irrelevant like he doesn't have any part in this movie except just to be standing around so this girl goes inside and i guess this is her boyfriend or something she comes inside to her boyfriend's house and he's like a hockey player or something and she comes inside she like gets naked like the first like 10 minutes is like a sex scene sort of she like gets naked she's like running around trying to find her boyfriend and she thinks it's like a game he, he like lays a beer on the table and like a note that says come find me essentially she like he like sets these traps to try to kill her but he doesn't kill her so you never see the guy but when she walks into the, like the foyer there's like all these pictures like you know how in like a yearbook it's like most likely to make someone laugh most likely to succeed most likely to yeah. get caught talking in class like yeah. all that shit so there's like like big ass yearbook photos with like most likely to succeed most likely to all this stuff and he the girl sees her face on the wall the girl that's in the house and it's crossed off with like a red x like he killed her like he's like it's like a hit list and she turns around and like this this like aura kills her or something you don't see what it looks like and then it fades to black and then the fucking title comes in and all that stupid shit (laughs) so then after that (coughs) all these all these uh, older people, probably like 30 years old, come to this house, and they're supposed to be partying, but they can't find the guy that own, owns the house. Anyway, essentially, I think the premise is they have their 10-year or 20-year reunion from high school that weekend, and they're like pre-gaming, like they, they like they have a party the night before. It's like eight of them, and you can tell there's like tension between two of the people. There was like a falling out, and it's like a girl and a guy, and it's fucking pointless in the movie. Really fucking pointless. Um, and essentially all of them get crossed off and die essentially. And then like, like I said, that guy before was caught like masturbating to one of the girls outside and he just dies. There's literally no point for that guy in the movie at all. Um, uh, and then at the end you see like, they played this prank on some kid where they like changed the yearbook page before it got processed to some kid and they like drew like most likely to die on his, on his face and they, like, ruined the kid's life somehow by doing that in his yearbook photo. He never got over it. So then you find out that one of the guys that was in the house is actually killing everybody because of what they did to that kid. Yeah. And he's, like, his life was never the same. So that they were friends, apparently, in grade school, like, eighth grade or seventh grade. So then the guy was, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to kill all of you to get back at to get back at all of us for what we did to this guy because I told him what we did. 20 years later, I told him, and he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, which is exaggerated. Like, who the <laughs> fuck cares? Like, and first of all, how is your life ruined from that? Anyway, so he's like, yeah, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the high school reunion tomorrow and kill everybody that ever got back at this kid, like all the jocks and all this stuff. He had like a gun. Yeah. And he's trying to get two of the people who survived this killing spree on board. Uh, so the girl, like, he has to, the girl, the, the one girl in the movie has to prove herself to the guy that she's willing to kill people. So she stabs her boyfriend, but, like, when she stabs him, she had, like, a utility blade. So she, like, she like retracted the blade inside the metal and just stabbed him, and it looked like he got stabbed. I, I don't fucking know. Something <laughs> stupid. And she shoots the guy, and it's over. So terrible, terrible, terrible movie. That sounds awful. I yeah. actually saw – I just uh, recently looked up the cast for that movie. A bunch of no-name actors. And then the one thing – the one person that popped up to me, Perez Hilton. What? What? Perez Hilton? <laughs> he Is he in, in it? Yeah, he's in the movie. I did, did he lose weight? 
I guess it was probably like, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I just saw like the cast list and he's in it. That's pretty funny. That's actually pretty funny. That's pathetic. There's <laughs> just a bunch of no-name actors and then you have Brez Helton in there. Oh my god, he is in it. I didn't know he looked like this now. He <laughs> is in the movie. That's pretty funny. Oh, oh my god, dude. Poor guy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> but I saw Fuck that. Him. So I think, yeah, I think it's a really good idea to go take my girlfriend to like dinner and a movie. We'll see Split. Hopefully I see something like better than what I've seen recently in the movies. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I haven't seen a pretty shitty movie with, uh, unless you count like this new Star Wars movie. But that's been a, it's been a while for the, since that. But yeah, Requiem was a dream. Was, it's pretty good, honestly. And I really want to see Split. So probably sometime this weekend I'll take, take the girl out for a nice date and a nice little flick. But uh, yeah. Not 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 too shabby. Yeah. Um so what else? What else video game news? I heard um there's a rumor floating around that there's gonna be a new Fallout in New Vegas. New Vegas two. Uh my least favorite Fallout of the first person RPG. My least favorite. I never played Fallout before. Not a single one. I know like I guess like somewhat of the premise behind Fallout, like it's a after like a nuke drops or something around the world or shit like that. Yeah. But never actually got the chance to. I've always wanted to, but I heard the if I were to start this is what I've heard from friends that told me about Fallout. Like if you want to start with a good Fallout game, either start out, start out with Fallout three or New Vegas. Yeah, I mean so Fallout was an over the head RPG kind of game for the first Fallout, Fallout two, Fallout Tactics and Fallout like Brotherhood of Steel or something like that. There was four of them. And they were, like, over-the-head games. And then Bethesda, I think, bought out Black Magic Studios or something like that. Bought them out. And they made this first-person Fallout 3. And it takes place in D.C. And it's after – it's a post-apocalyptic world. And they tried to save all the human race by putting them in different vaults. But they're not supposed to leave the vaults because there's radiation outside. It's a bad, bad world outside. After the nukes drop, your dad escapes. And then you follow him. Um, if you like RPGs, have you played? You've played Red Dead and GTA, right? Never played Red Dead before. That's oh, one one of the I games. You played that? No, it's one of the games I actually regret not playing. Red Dead Redemption, which I know that every time I ask, like, uh, I guess like Lee or Sean, like they said it's like ten times better than GTA story wise. Even Definitely. like even like um, just like the the mechanics of the game as well. But I've only played GTA. Uh, the most recent one I played was GTA Five. Yeah, but I stopped playing. It's a loaded game. I mean, it's kind of fun. I never beat the game. I was never a fan of third-person RPGs like that. Uh But I played GTA V. I played Red Dead. Red Dead was a fun game. But it's not very close of a game as far as, like, how to, like, gameplay. Yeah. But it's the same kind of feel, except it's a first-person game. You have a leveling system. You have to loot items and stuff like that, follow quests. Yeah, I really think – so the storyline in the Fallout games – is debatable like a lot of people say oh it's really good or some people say you know what it's not good it's not bad it's just there and you play it and that's it uh, i think sean would agree with that he he would say that the fallout 3 storyline is kind of shitty fallout 4 is the same way but he likes new vegas yeah i think he told me that new vegas is probably one of his mm-hmm. favorites story-wise cool thing about it is like you can you can up your karma and stuff like this and you can up your barter and you have better chances of getting cool weapons you know you can you can you can create your own story and 
there's different deviations in the storyline and different quests that you can do. There's a lot of thought into the game. It's really fun. But yeah, so New Vegas 2 is coming out, and it's just a rumor. Uh, it might not even happen, but I did read something about this, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I think the most fun I ever had playing like an, uh, like an RPG game was Oblivion. Oh, if you like Oblivion, you'll like Fallout. I love Oblivion. I played Oblivion, and I didn't finish Skyrim yet. I need to get on that shit. Yeah, Oblivion is a Bethesda game. Same people I that love, make Fallout. Yeah. yeah, I played Oblivion religiously when it came out. Dude. So much fun. Fun fucking game. Skyrim's really fun, too. Best yeah. part about it is if you play them on PC, you get all these mods. I think there's one where, like, every dragon in Skyrim turns into, like, Nick Cage's head. <laughs> it's just, like, crazy shit like that. <laughs> Huge community. Um... Yeah, man. It's a really fun game. Uh, both both Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout, they're fun games. They will give you at least like 40 hours of play. But New Vegas, for me, felt a little dull. Um, I couldn't get into my character. I couldn't get into the characters in the game, even the NPCs and all that. And I just don't like the desert setting. It was like it was just like Las Vegas and then the, the, um, the Hoover Dam. So there was like nothing... Nothing, like, cool about it, I guess, in my opinion. Fallout 4 is really fun because you have, like, the base building and stuff. You have that whole thing. Yeah, were the maps big? Like, uh, the, oh my the God. world? They're huge. They're fucking huge. Yeah. You can go... Fallout 3 is kind of small. Like, you could probably walk across the Fallout 3 map in, like, 30 minutes. Uh-huh. But Fallout 4 is immense. It's huge. Gotcha. But it's a really fun game. A lot of different characters. Um, you can get companions. and In every game, you can get a companion. There's some cool glitches you can do. There's some... I think Sean likes this the most. He likes to, like, um, loot a lot of the, the places you don't really go to in the in the main story. Yeah. There's, like, an alien spaceship that if you that you can find just walking around, and there's, like, a really good gun there. There's, like, really good DLC for the games, too. So it has its benefits. It's a really fun game for a while, but then it kind of dies down, and you get bored of it. But, yeah, so the cool thing is this rumor's coming out, and I always love a new Fallout game. Even if I didn't like New Vegas that much, I'd be excited, and I'd definitely buy this and play it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think if a new one, another new one comes out, I might have to play uh, some of the Fallout's. I, I think I'll start with Fallout Three, if anything, and then work my way up to New Vegas and uh, oh. Fallout Four, because I really want to like try it out. Because I've always heard nothing but good things about like Fallout and like with Red Dead Redemption too. You need a new computer, pal. Yeah. You're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I currently play on like my shitty like Toshiba. Laptop. You can probably fucking hear it in the background. Yeah, the fan. <laughs> it's like really fucking loud. Yeah. And this thing's like is, this thing has seen some days, but like I really want to probably over the summer upgrade to a, like a nice PC. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Gonna build one? Or are you gonna go build laptop? one? Build mm-hmm. one. Definitely Wonderful. build one. But um, because I really like want to like I, the only games that I'm able to, like to pretty much like functionally play on my P or my laptop is CS:GO barely and oh, Rocket League. CS:GO man. Yeah, dude. You would think that, like, video g- – like, so, like, if you go back into the, like – okay, so, like, in the 80s, you have video games, like, starting to arise. And parents are like, oh, kids and video games, whatever. It's just, like, a stupid toy. Why would you want that? Then it becomes, like, part of a kid's childhood is, like, video games. Like, go the fuck outside, all this shit. And then now you have video games on TV. Yeah. Like, Counter-Strike is on TBS. That is amazing. E-League, dude. Yeah. There's League of Legends on TV now. Like, there's video games on TV. You can make a living on Twitch, YouTube, and, like, just playing competitive esports. Like, yeah. you make money, dude. That's a life. It's amazing. And those guys make some good money. Counter-Strike players? If you, if you, if you, if you win. If yeah, if you win. Or if you're sponsored. 
Yeah. Even Call of Duty. Yeah. Like Nade Shot, he makes hella money, but he's not on our team anymore. No. That's a Call of Duty's a dying business, I think. With yeah, these th- new games they're making, yeah. It's shit. There's no fucking competitive to it. Yeah. Actually, I don't really watch competitive Call of Duty, but I think if they can do modern the Modern Warfare Remastered, have you played that? The Call of Duty 4? Remastered, yeah, Modern Warfare Remastered. No, I haven't oh played it. Oh my god, dude. It I've brings back to. memories, man. I don't have an Xbox, but I played it at my friend's Chris's. That's oh a good time. Oh my god. Though. It's amazing. That That's was the best game. That and... Uh, Modern Warfare 2. All the, the the three ones. Modern Warfare 2, uh, World at War, and COD 4. Those were like, the best Definitely ones. Agreed. And then after that, I'd say the most one... The most fun I had after those three was probably Black Ops 2. And after that, it was just absolute shit. And from Warfare, Actually, it was I didn't awful. Mind <laughs> that was my th- what? Advanced Warfare and Ghost, by far the worst ones I played. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> they were so <laughs> awful. I Modern Warfare 3 wasn't bad either. I remember with Ghost, the, the thing that I had the biggest gripe for, but like, I mean, it was the, the respawns in the game and Ghost, I mean, they were all pretty shitty for like every single Call of Duty, but yeah. this one in particular, I don't know why it just got to me. I remember like smashing, like, I remember breaking one of my controllers just because I was just so frustrated at one of the game. First game to ever make me like break like any sort of like gaming equipment, ever. That was that game. That game, Ghost. Yeah, oh, I can't. I don't think I ever broke anything. I'm trying to think. I back in the teenage years, like, I remember. It was all right. Modern Warfare Two. Um, almost uh, my first ever nuke that I ever got happened after the game that I almost got my first nuke. Um. The first game I ever almost got it, I was at a 24 kill streak. I'm pretty sure you have to get like a 25. 25. To get, yes, to get 25. The and then th- we were playing in Wasteland. Okay. And that's the map with like no building. Yeah, no it's building. Just it's field. just like open field. And I was spawn camping, just intervention time the entire time. And then NoobTube all of a sudden. And my biggest oh, gripe with NoobTubes noob is that, uh, yeah, it's just pretty much like one man army. Uh, what was the other fucking um, one? Damage. It was like it, it increased the grenade da- damage. Yeah, um, increased grenade damage. Fuck, One man it? army and not Sitrep Pro. I think Commando Pro maybe. Possibly. Uh, I remember the or the Ninja Danger or Danger no. Close Danger Close. That's what it was. was danger yeah. Close. And what you would do is you would use your two noob tubes, and then you would use one man army or scavenger to pick up more grenades. Yeah. Or switch classes to the same class and get more grenades. Yep. And I got ca- killed on my 24th, and I punched a hole in my wall. Uh, this uh-huh. I must have been, like, fucking 14 years old at this time, so I was just, like, a fucking angry kid back then. And then Ghost was the first time I ever broke a controller. I just, like, Damn. threw it against, like, the fucking floor. I used to have a good time. We used to do game battles, and in World at War, we would play this thing called Bolts. Bolts. It was 2v2, and you had to use only bolt-action rifles without scopes. And you would play, like, 2v2 on these maps for game battles. It was really, really fun. Like, it actually required some kind of skill because you only used iron sights, like, no um, scopes for your guns. And you couldn't use, like, grenades or knife or anything like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I never never did any, like, game battles and stuff like that. I remember making an account but just never got into that stuff. Fucking loser. I just did, like, 1v1 me, bro. Fucking loser. That's what I did. After every match, if some kid, like, pissed me off, I just messaged him up. Hit him up and just say, look, 1v1 me, bro. You ever, uh, you remember 10th Prestige lobbies? I got 10th Prestige legit. Never did one. I've been really? in 10, I've been in 10 Prestige lobbies, but I did it all legit. I think I got, I think I got the 10th Prestige through a lobby, but 
<clears throat> um, you could make so much money off of that, like bribing kids. <laughs> from Microsoft oh yeah, points. I remember getting messages and stuff like that. Like, yeah. give me like Microsoft points, uh-huh. or give me like your account, so I can, and then I'll give you like the tenth prestige. I remember a lot of people got like ripped off and like uh, fucking. I got ripped off. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I was a fucking gullible little kid. <laughs> No, I never did any of that stuff. I got it all by myself, and I had 35 days logged into that game. That's pathetic. It is pathetic. It was a sad... It's like p- my Counter-Strike time. Yeah, it's fucking... It's it's sad. Counter-Strike, but man. That's a game requires some skill. I'm one of those kids, though, for Counter-Strike that I only play one map consistently, and you know what that is. Dust 2. Dust 11. Yeah, Dust 11. That's the only map that I play consistently. I mean, I'll play, like, Mirage or... I th- yeah, just Mirage. Yeah, I literally just played Dust Two and Mirage. I haven't touched a video game in like a month, I think. I haven't played CS:GO. In, I'd say probably three months. It's been a while yeah. for me. I, I don't know. I just like don't have the time, and when I do have the time, I don't feel like it. Yeah, it's gotten very stale. Like I'll have my moments, like when I go like on a two month like spree on just playing CS:GO, but I just I don't know. I've been on some off time. Have you been playing any other games? Rocket League, but that's also been getting pretty stale for me too. Yeah, Rocket League's fun, but. I can I can only take it for so long. Yeah, I understand. I have to be winning. And then yeah, that's pretty much just those two games because that's pretty much like the only thing I can run on my laptop. And Left 4 Dead 2. Oh man, the Left 4 Dead 2 mods on PC. Those are pretty funny. Dude, <laughs> they're hilarious. Amazing. You can get like Shrek as like a tank. <laughs> it plays like All Star in the background when the tank comes out. Oh my god, crazy shit like that, man. You can get like the Halo guns in it because it's a Valve game. Yeah. It's amazing though. It's so cool. Um. We might have a little bit of a short podcast today. Do you want to take a break and go to the, the writing prompt? Yeah, sure. We can do that. All right. Yeah, uh, we will that. be back in um, a second. We'll be back in just a second for you guys. We're actually going to take like a 10-minute break. Uh, we'll see you in... Right now. Welcome back to everybody who had to pawn off their wedding rings to just get on the pawn shop, boys. And uh, the second part of the episode, we're going to be talking about uh, another writing prompt like we did from last week. And my friend Matthew over here is going to be explaining for this week's writing prompts take it away matthew ladies and gentlemen this is the pawn shop writing prompt of the week now i actually think this might be kind of a segue into our last week's writing prompt the one that had to do with um the aliens that gave you a camera and you take pictures of people who survive we don't have to segue in that way so what i'm thinking is i'm going to give this prompt and then we're going to work with it without having anything to do with last week. Let's try to be innovative here. All right? Now, mind you, Wilson and I have not thought about this writing prompt at all. We're just going to read it out loud, and we're going to interpret it the way we are. And it's going to start with Wilson. I'm going to read it in five, four, three, two, one. You're chilling at your home on a random weekend. You're startled when your best friend comes crashing through your front door and slams it behind him. He throws you a rifle. And with a look of sheer terror on his face, he tells you, it's happening. See, I think at this point, if that were, like, if I saw you, like, barging through my door, like, no, no, like, warning whatsoever. Like, I don't get a text or anything whatsoever. I just hear, like, slamming on my front door. And you, like, toss me, like, a a loaded rifle. And I know it's loaded because, like, I've picked up a gun before and I know how heavy it can be. And it's loaded. I would... I'd like adrenaline would kick in. I think no, actually, I think I'd be in shock at the first. At, if that would happen at that very particular moment, I'd be in shock. I'd be like, so many like things would be racing through my mind, like what's going on, like what's happening, like um, I don't know. I think my first initial reaction was like, what do we do? 
like this wh- is where do we go yeah this is like a like a thing for my mo- like like a movie and there's a lot of thoughts going through my head just about this whole writing prompt and i think i think the first thing would be you know we have to determine what happened before this and if it were right now and that happened what do you think would actually be outside and additionally you said you know like where do we go well if if my friend came barging through the door and threw me a gun I'm pretty much thinking that within the next 10 seconds, I'm going to have to fend for my life. And that then it becomes like one step at a time, you know, like once we kill these things, then we'll figure out where to go or, you know, whatever we have to kill, whatever we have to defend ourselves from. So fictional or non-fictional, what do you think is outside? Well, I think the first thing, actually, I was just thinking of this in my head. We live relatively close to a military base. And I mean, I, I don't know what the hell goes on in there, but... I would think maybe I don't know, an experiment went wrong. You know, like I'm okay. thinking, I'm backtracking to like the movie like 28 days later, like okay. where uh, the uh, like a virus like from a animal lab escaped and like an infected monkey like built somebody. Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and like the rage virus started like spreading through. So I think like that's what like the first thing that would pop through my mind is just like, oh, no, like it's the zombie apocalypse. Like it's actually happening. Yeah, that would be the that's first thing. Thinking. Or maybe, like, just, like, the market crashed all of a sudden. And then there's riots in the streets and looting. Speaking of which, since we do live by a military base, you know, let's, like, like, would the alarms be, like, would their sirens be going on? Because I've heard them before. No, they're really loud. Yeah, and would you hear, like, planes going over? Like, okay, so, like, is it, like, a military thing? Like, like, China's invaded us because, you know, Trump is being an asshole? Or is it, like like zombies or like aliens like or is it just like you know like the market crash and the world's ending and people are like scram hold on my mic just cut out sorry and people are like scrambling and trying to find like just to scavenge for things like are we shooting people like army members alien zombies like like i th- i agree with you i think it would be first thing that comes to my mind like with my horror mindset is like zombies that's what it is yeah maybe uh, i think the thing that would probably pop into my mind maybe like a military coup like a military coup maybe and it's just like uh with the new regime like in presidency oh i see what you're like saying like people are trying to yeah, overthrow the like government coup, coup d'etat, yeah. dude. i don't know like a million things would be racing in my head at this particular yeah. point in time i'd i'd be fucking nervous <laughs> like you don't see everybody like everyday basis somebody handing like barging at your front door and handing you a loaded rifle so yeah. I, th- I would take it the moment very seriously i wouldn't i wouldn't ask like if are you fucking with me right now yeah what i would what i would expect is here's how i would see it playing out it's a zombie apocalypse happening and because because i like it, let's just picture like i'm running into your house right so <clears throat> What has happened is because I ran into your house and threw you a gun, the odds are I had to be running pretty fast, and I'm thinking that the zombies are fast, like yes. those like those like the fucking rage. World War Z zombies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, In that case. <laughs> so so. Okay, so first of all, let's determine what kind of zombies there are. Are we shooting their heads off, or do we just have to blow them apart? Like, how do the zombies die? It was a traditional shoot them in the head. Tra- tra- yeah, I'd say traditional shoot them in the head, okay. one shot kill. Okay. Uh, so okay so here's what's happening then where would we go your house is on kind of a hill hill. so you have like a vantage point at the same time 
where does your house back up to? Does it back up to like a woods. neighborhood? No, woods. Okay. Straight woods. So the zombies probably wouldn't go through the woods. Yeah. They'd probably be on the main road. I don't know. You're so we're kind of in the country, um, like a rural area. So we are populated by other houses, but there wouldn't be too many zombies. But at the same time, I would think that because it's so sudden. Okay, so so the first thing you have to think of is if a zombie apocalypse happened and it wasn't here, we would have heard about it already. So we have to assume that it came from the military base. Yeah. Uh, I think at that point, uh, you just have to, I don't know. I think the first, well, considering because like you live like in New Egypt, pretty much like you are right next to the town. I think you would try to yeah. like the reason why you came to me is because like my house is like out of the town. So I'm very like, yeah. and plus and, I live and I'm closer to the base than you are. Yeah. You're so, much closer to the beach. So let's assume that it was a patient zero that came from the base and it just erupted and a bunch of people are zombies now. Okay, so they're fast zombies. You got to shoot them in the head. I come with you for a rifle. What's next? We, I don't think at this point, like since you were running to me and like at such fast speed, like you're pretty much like, in a rush. Like I don't think it's safe to, like to be where we are now. So we have to go somewhere. Uh, no, obviously like the typical, you can't like go into like populated areas and pretty much like all around us. Like we're in like yeah. in the middle of it all pretty much. Like cause around us, it's like Freehold, Jackson, Hamilton, like major, major cities, I would say. Bigger, definitely bigger, bigger. like definitely a bigger, bigger suburb yeah. of a city. Yeah. Yeah. So we would try to have to like, com- pretty much like go around it or yeah. just. So. So, okay. So at this point, for me, it would be a battle of survival. Here. Let's go to Roosevelt, dude. There's nothing there. There's literally here's nothing. Here's the problem. Here's Roosevelt. what we have to think about. Though. There's a lot of factors involved. So right, are we gonna get our families? And maybe they're dead. Maybe. You know, maybe something happened to them. So so we have to think about that. The second thing we have to think about is, are we going to scavenge here? Are we going to try to get away from the zombies while we can and then scavenge here? Or are we going to get the fuck out of here and then scavenge later? Because well, we got to get we gotta get supplies. If we go to some place like Roosevelt, there's not a lot of shit there. No, true. And, and, you know, we have to brace for the worst. And we have to figure out an isolated place to go to where at the same time we can still get our, our food and live. You know? Well, considering we're already at my house, I'd say we stock up on whatever we can, like bring whatever, like the nece- the necessities, like right. The min- I mean, the at first we would. Okay, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. So, I ran into your house because this is happening, not because someone's chasing me, but because we need to we need to do this. Yeah. But at the same time, realistically thinking, I probably wouldn't have came to your house unless I was being chased. Yes. So at that point, we gotta hightail it. Yeah. So we gotta. I'm saying, yo, I'm getting chased. Maybe they're slow zombies. So maybe we have some time. So we're going to pack up. We're going to pack up what? We got to get flashlights, water, food. Food. Clothes. Like, Do you have guns at your house? No. Oh, man. No guns. So we got to maybe get get back to my house. That would be but like I a risk. That would, from my house. Yeah, that would so. be a risky trip. I mean, Also, would, I probably would have brought as many guns as possible yeah, if I had probably. gotten a gun for my house. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We would have to hit up. Get oh, to the base. Get to the but at the I same time, th- at the same time, okay, so, okay, so here's the other thing. We need, to, since it's not on the news yet, you would think, we would, okay, all I need you to do is answer yes or no in this story. Is the siren sounding from the base? No. Okay, so, where would you assume this is coming from? Would you have to assume that it was coming from the base? That would be the only, like, exactly. thing logically that would make, thinking. yeah, logically thinking, that would probably be the only I thing agree. that makes sense. So we wouldn't go that way just because that's literally, like, patient zero. That's ground zero yeah, for that's, what happened, right? Yeah. Okay, so. And you would think at that point, like, 
if the siren isn't even going off, like we have that buys us enough time because like usually they would try to. They might not even know, or they're trying to keep it secret. Yeah, or maybe they're like you know the the classic movie where they're just going to drop a bomb on the place. Exactly. So we have to like get out as soon as possible. Yeah. So where will we go? What direction? Where are we heading to? See, I think in the most logically speaking, like the most desolate area. Okay. That I can think of, that nobody would go to is Roosevelt. Right. And I think that I don't even think like. That's far enough away. Like if it, the thing happens, where like, you have time to get ready, pretty much get ready, get settled, not even get settled, but just get like bunker up mm-hmm. and stuff, because like that's far enough away from the base to not have to worry about outsiders pretty much like going through, because pretty much nobody goes through Roosevelt whatsoever. Yeah, and that buys you enough time to ready up for what's about to happen, whether it be a bomb dropping on the military base because of the outbreak or what's the radius of the bomb and at the same time we have to think about the long run you know like roosevelt's good for the time being but at the same time you could have been driving for longer and at at this point you need to figure out okay so we can't we can't start behind everybody else we need to if we just bunker down in roosevelt and wait till the outbreak gets bigger or whatever happens we're fucked the, the the problem with roosevelt is it's very isolated but it's so isolated that there's nothing around yeah so you would have to like go into people's houses who probably don't even know about this yet or do and they're just in their houses so they're going to try to shoot you or something like you got to we got to find guns we got to find food we got to find then we need to get a truck get people not too many but people that we trust and you know go go somewhere so where we go north if we go north you have new york city new york so city if we're if we're thinking that this just started here it's going to spread as it's gonna spread slowly, but once it hits a, a you know a major sit, point, yeah, it's gonna get big. So, so you, I was thinking maybe you probably have a couple weeks before it actually gets big. Big, yeah. So I would get as far away as possible, like the outskirts, like very, very yeah. far away. I'd say like go up way north because the closer you stay to to ground zero, it's gonna spread faster than you can run. Yeah. So you're you're the farther you get away, the better it'll be. So I would go I would go to like like Syracuse, like North, like yeah. Canada, Maine. Yeah. 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 Something like that where there's woods, so you can hunt, but at the same time, there's like some population where you can scavenge. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know, bunker down or something. Like, where do you go from there? What's your, do you, do you figure you, you just go up there and try to live? I would say so. Honestly, at that point, um, like I, like I agree with you, like you don't want to stay in Roosevelt for too long. And like, because like we don't live, necessarily in a big city or like big town the virus is like it start off really slow but once it hits like a major it city becomes like exponential ex- yeah. yeah yeah so what we want to do i guess at that point is like probably go to like the local wall because i don't know at this point you, you said like you were people are like, scavenging yeah you know, they're like, scavenging get what we can but immediately. at the same time you know like have you ever seen the crazies yeah okay so like you know how the guy comes on to the, fo- the baseball field when those kids are playing at the beginning yeah and no one knows what the fuck's going on because no one has it. So because I'm so close to the base and I leave, how many zombies are we talking about? You know, how many are infected? Same. Because if I'm coming to your house, which is kind of far away, there's got to be a lot infected. So if we walk into Walla with guns, are people going to be like, what the hell is wrong with these people? We'll call the cops. Or are they? Are you going to also see people in there just gathering, like stealing food and I don't think they would get the word from it yet because if it just started at your house, that gives us a small window of time to scavenge what we possibly yeah. can. And if we even go up rolling there and like wall with like guns and shit, 
they'll just probably, point them out yeah, about they'll probably think we're just looting and stuff. Like, yeah. we're just, like, robbing the place. But, like, really, we're trying to fucking yeah. scavenge and get what we can mm-hmm. and b- book the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that'd probably be, like, the best window, uh, the best opportunity at that point in time. And after that, I don't know. I think, w- should we get loved ones? Well, he, that's the thing, too. Like, if I well, ran away, like, if I'm just by myself, you're assuming that my my parents are infected now. Yeah. Because I would go somewhere with my And dad. if at that point, if you hand me the rifle, like, I'm assuming, like, no one's in the fucking house. Like, I don't yeah. even know where anybody is. Yeah. And at this point in time, like, do you think, like, the cell phones are yeah, down? I mean, like, what shit like, like that? What if it's, like, a Saturday and, like, well, at the same time, you have to think about it. If the military alarm isn't going off and there's enough infected to have reached my house the next town over, but close, but the next town over, yeah. they're trying to hide it. Because Absolutely. they would know. They would know by the time it reached me. Yeah. So they're trying to hide it, which means they might cut cell phone service because they're trying to quarantine the area. Um, I'm trying to think of a – there's a movie called – oh, shit. Fuck. It's a, it's a movie about zombies. I got to look it up. Um, work with this. I got to look this up. All right. Well, at this point, I don't – yeah, if cell phone service is down, and I was going to say, like, I need to warn, like, Shannon particularly, like – Cause I don't know where anybody is is my where anybody is in my house, but like she also lives like right down the road from you, so I don't know if that'd be risking it going back to her house and like checking to make sure like she's all right. Cause usually Saturday she doesn't work, so I know she's probably home or something. So I don't know if I should risk it and go back to her house and warn her, or warn somebody from her family. Yeah, we gotta we gotta rally up the friends. Okay, let's assume that our friends are at college. Your parents are out shopping, right? they're out shopping like that's okay, every- here's, <laughs> okay so we'll work with this but back to the quarantine thing is there's a movie called day of the dead that, my oh, favorite okay. movie day of the dead. is day of the dead by george romero amazing movie but they did a loose remake called day of the dead it's deceiving in 2008 um this guy steve minor directed it <clears throat> it is it is a terrible movie but nick cannon's in it like yeah it's <laughs> crazy but essentially what they do is the military like blocks everything off and quarantines the area because they're planning on dropping a bomb on it. So there's a couple movies like that, but you know, like you like you never know because especially with like like Trump's America now, like it could happen. Yeah. So um what I would say is okay, let's say we were both home alone. Okay. okay. Um no one's infected that we know of, but it's happening and and when someone like me comes with you to a loaded gun, you have to believe me. You have no choice. Yeah, absolutely. So we would we would figure out the people we needed to tell in town, the important people. Because at this point, if you're trying to survive, you're not going to sit on your phone and call every single person. No, absolutely not. So our friends are at college, right? So we can assume it's not at them yet. We we grab Lee. Because Lee is close. Lee's in Roosevelt. He's, he's in Roosevelt, he's yeah. In school. John, because he has guns as John, well in his, his house. his parents, if they're home, we tell them, right? And then we book it. We don't even stay with them because we, we have this idea in our heads that we're going to get out. Yeah. Right? So then, you know, you, you tell your parents where you're going because let's say they're shopping in, like, Freehold or Hamilton. It hasn't gotten there yet. It's going to get there soon, but it's yeah. not happening yet. So you say, listen, don't go home. Don't do any of this unless you absolutely have to, but 99% do not go home, like, for yeah. sure, and then say we're going here, you know, because that's that's the way you got to yeah. do it. You can't meet up with them because no. you don't have time. Yeah. So you just get out. You say get what you need to get. You have a day, you twenty four hours, but get there in two hours or whatever. But like you you have like a tw- a twenty four hour window before it gets to that town. Okay. Yeah. You, you would think more or less, um, and then 
you just get out. You get the people you need to get, or you tell the people you need to tell, and don't make them come with you if they don't want to. I would say, like, at that point, if you're, like, trying to, yeah. like, send, like, a message, because uh, you can't tell them, like, necessarily what your plans yeah. are, I guess. I like, mean, just tell, like, rendezvous at Roosevelt. Exactly. Like, pick a rendezvous point or a, a point where we're going to set up and have them meet us there. And then once we rendezvous far enough away, we can collaborate with people and, you know, figure this out. Um, a lot of things could go wrong. We could the, – the whole bomb thing could happen, which – would be, see. would be worst and best case because best case is that it, the outbreak's gone, but, you know, loved ones might die. Right? Yeah. So as long as you tell people and they stay out of that radius, then you're good. But at the same time, someone like like John's dad probably wouldn't come with us, you know? So you just got to mm. tell people and then that's all you can do. Yeah. So. Because you'll have people that would be like, all right, no. you're fucking crazy. Oh, you'll also have those people or you'll have you or you'll you'll misjudge your time or misjudge how it actually happened. And shit could go wrong. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely. like it could be everywhere. Like they could have been placed here or it could have been like a rapid airborne outbreak or something that only certain people catch. And then it's like a, 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 a bitten disease or um, you you miss underest you underestimate the time it takes for the disease to spread. OK, that would be worst case because then you don't have you have a lot less time. I'd, I'd be losing my fucking shit. I would. I would have too much adrenaline to even. Yeah. To even think. I about would. It. Yeah. I wouldn't even think yeah. straight. I'd be like acting as fast as I possibly could. But would your that parents that believe you? No. Mm-mm. No. I. They probably think like how much have you smoked or some shit yeah. like that. But I think yeah. Best case scenario. I would. Like, I would shoot my gun on the phone. <laughs> like like I would shoot. My gun. I, <laughs> I think I your know. dad probably loses shit if he did that. He, but he might, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe at that this point, like, you don't even give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, exactly. At that point, it's like end all be all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you try to, yeah, I'd say, like, probably, like, send out a message, like, to contact the person, the people that are most important to you and pick a rendezvous point. If they don't take you seriously, that's fine. That's Definitely. The, you did the best you could sending a message. Yeah. You can't take your time, too, like, sending out this message as well. You have to do the best you possibly can and pick a rendezvous point, Roosevelt, which would be because that's far enough away from, like, the outbreak that you think started at the military base. I don't base. think that's far enough. Not far enough, but desolate enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say... So you have to think about it like this. Like that's like a midpoint between like okay, let's say your parents are you know shopping in Hamilton. Like they're just out for the day running errands, yeah. right? If you, the way I'm thinking of it, right, is Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Allentown, Millstone. That's like a midpoint between New Egypt and Hamilton. Yeah. Or Freehold and New Egypt, right? So that's like a midpoint. So you're forcing your family to rendezvous towards the zombies right so yeah. i would say pick up lee in roosevelt and then go past hamilton like get make make everyone you want to rendezvous have to leave like go further away then actually come in a little bit okay um because i'm sure there's i'm sure there's a lot more desolate places than roosevelt roosevelt is very um isolated but i'm sure there's other places you could go and you could even you could even drive to like New York, like upstate New York in the in the mountains. Like you have time to just if you just drove, you would drive faster than the disease would spread. At first. Yeah. So Roosevelt is is a good idea, but for how long? Not and then that you have long. to think about the same time, you're making people come back towards the virus. If we're saying that it's centralized near us, you're making people come back towards the virus. And also, people fly out of that military base. Yeah. You know? So yeah, man, it could get really sticky really fast. Yeah, I. Best case scenario, you just have to travel up north. 
send a message just yeah go up north yeah month. i would never go out west no 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 no. I'd never go out west because you're hitting like like if we're like new egypt if we go west we're hitting like cities like philly yeah. which is something you want to completely well, avoid well you, the other thing too is so trenton too so you're assuming you're assuming that the virus started at, at ground zero at mcguire yeah but what if it didn't and but you, you have no idea yeah you you might think it could be a terrorist attack. It could be anything that causes this virus. Because you, if there's zombies, you have no idea how they got here. Because right now we think it's impossible. Yeah. But if there's a way to get them here, then anything's possible to get them there. So you would have to, if we assume that there's a ground zero, that might screw us. Because what if it's not? What if there's many places? So if we go north towards New York City, it could be terrible there. Absolutely. West. Have you ever seen the happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shitty movie. yeah terrible terrible movie but it's like the same thing like everyone's trying to run away from like the wind essentially yeah but they all meet up at this breaking point and they're like shit we just came from here shit we just came from here shit we just came from here it's all over the place yeah so they just run out into the field but little do they know it's coming from everywhere so you know that's that's tough because we're assuming things that we don't know so we're, what really is the best place to go to? Do if we stay local or do we just, you know, what direction do we go that there's nothing around? I don't think staying local would be our best spot because if you, like, if you're knocking on my door, you're running from something. So it's already in your I, town. I mean, like, local, like, within, like, 25 miles. Oh, I don't know. Like, the best place to go to? I have no idea, honestly, because we're we're pretty much, like, in the middle of a lot of, like, towns big towns yeah. that are far bigger uh, greater than ours so i don't know hit yeah, the turnpike and, and point, just travel if, up yeah. north but you don't want to risk like crossing well, i wouldn't go on the turnpike no. because you can't exit the turnpike uh, yeah true so I, w- I you have to go up the turnpike though but what if there's like collisions you know like what if there's like you know like a zombie in the middle of the turnpike and they cause an accident and then like the, the everything's crowded like you couldn't take the highway because you get stopped on the highway. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't parkway is even worse. Like yeah. with the traffic. Yeah. So, fuck, dude. You'd have to take back roads back. or like, or roads, roads that aren't the highway that are less populated. Like I would go the route we took to get to, um, shit, uh, like the Poconos. Uh, what, what the fuck's that place called with the Flat Rock Trail or the the, the where we went with Kevin? Oh, you guys went to – oh, are you talking about Jim Thorpe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go that way, because you don't have to take a highway to get there. No, you, you do, but – You do, yeah. But you can exit the highway. See, like, what I'm saying about the parkway is the parkway has medians, like, high-ass medians. So you couldn't just drive through the woods. No. Like, you'd have to drive through the median, which wouldn't work. Plus, it's such a heavily congested road that if something did happen, you would have no way to get off but get out and go. And then you'd lose all your supplies and everything. Yeah. So you would have to take a road – that was easy to exit if something bad happened or you could drive up the side of the road like through grass so at that point you would try to get as far away as you can by car but you know you'd have to also have a second a second chance because you don't want to fuck yourself no you don't want to get stuck and have one way out you need to have multiple ways out <sighs> dude it's tough <clears throat> and at the same time the longer you wait the more congested traffic might get because the more people might find out yeah. more people might evacuate so you really have to like if it starts here, you're out. You have no time. You have no time. Yeah, you have so. to get the fuck out. Well, I don't know. Like w- everything, every way that we have to take out, like to get out of New Egypt, it leads to like a major highway road or whatever. 
Just about. Well, there's not a lot of they're main roads, but I wouldn't say they're highways. Yeah, they're main roads. Yeah, that's tough. I would, dang, dude. Yeah, because you would literally have to go with your gut instinct and hopefully it worked. I would definitely take the back roads through Hamilton, and then pick up, pick up, pick up some highway out there or something, just to get like drive to Hamilton just to get like a gauge of what's going on. Yeah, you know. And, like, if people run out in the road and shit, like, what do you just hit them? Like, how would you react in a situation like that? If you couldn't really d- differentiate a zombie yet or maybe it was, like, early onset or, like, this is really happening. What if someone just ran out in the road while you were driving? Would you hit them? Get, yeah. yeah it's at this point, say. it's, like, every man for himself. Yeah. You know what's going on. Like, yeah. you can't. If you're out in the road at this point, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And, like, at the same time, you know, like. People don't always work together when these things happen. So no. Like you, you have to worry about other people, people with guns. Yep. So, yeah, that's insane. It's every man for himself at this point. Like, just travel in the groups that you trust, and you can't necessarily bring You might out. not even be able to travel in groups. You might just need to have all these plans. Like, you know, if something bad happens, meet here. If something bad happens, meet here. Like, all these different outposts. Because you might get split up from people sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, when a zombie's chasing someone, you might you know, split up or something. I think at, I think at first... Once you get out of the, the the initial outbreak and you're not with people and then you meet up with everyone, it gets a little bit easier because you can you can co- start creating your haven of where you're going to stay. And um, you have like these chores and like the, the schedule like, OK, we're going to send out like, you know, like um, fucking Walking Dead, like you send out like a, a group of people to go loot. Yeah. And at the same time, <coughs> if we got out with a vehicle, that would be best case. Because you could get gas and, you know, you have a vehicle to use and you can start stocking up vehicles and you'd have to, like, send people out every day and bring back stuff and hopefully they survive. Then, you know, you start running out of resources and you can't build too big of an army because then you have more people to worry about. Yeah. So you're going to run out of resources eventually Mm -hmm. if you stay in an isolated area. So you're going to have to get near a city or you're going to have to get near a bigger town so that you can go loot. And you're also assuming that the 7 billion people in this world haven't already looted that place or the 300, 400 million people in the United States haven't looted that specific area yet because you have to think if it started where we came from, people are going to find out about it fast through social media, through the news, and then people are going to loot up yeah, and then that's it. So yeah, it's very, very, very tough situation. I can imagine like with people like you see on shows like Doomsday Preppers, like, what the fuck they would do? Isn't, and like isn't Holly Holm or Ronda Rousey a doomsday prepper? Something One of like them is. Yeah. I saw him on like cult, like Conan, yeah, or something like that. I think it's like Ronda Rousey's a doomsday prepper. I don't know. Like you think like those people are fucking. They're ready. They're waiting for the day. They're not even shit. ready though. Like they think they're ready, but you don't know that. Yeah, true. You could, if we, if we had guns, they had guns, right? Doomsday prepper. Maybe they have the food. If you walk inside and pop them in the head, what's <laughs> they did nothing. They did all that for nothing. Because they're assuming, they're assuming that a specific thing is going to happen, and yeah. they can survive that, but they can't survive, you know, humanity, like people coming in there and shooting them. Or maybe they can. Depends on the person. But that's crazy. Crazy thing to think about. What would, what would you think? What? I don't know. I don't know what we should do. There are also so many people that you would feel guilty if you didn't tell, if you forgot about. Like and like like if we're th- if we're talking to people at school, we tell them to meet us there. That would be dope. But we'd have Kevin's dad, Marine, Marine. dude. Yeah, my dad with all the guns. But I 
first of all, I don't know the combination to our safe. So I wouldn't even be able to get a gun. And my dad wouldn't come back here. Break that shit, dude. So we would have to... It's fireproof, dude. Like, I would not be able to break that open. I'd have to have a literal pack of C4 to do that. But, um... Ah, maybe I would call him and ask him. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I don't but know. But would he even believe you? You'd <laughs> probably be like, Matt, what the fuck? No. So... there, there's If there's a will, there's a way. Like, if if you... If you are serious... And, you know, there, there's always a way to get your parents to believe you, even if they don't. You know? Yeah, true. Like, you got to be a badass, delinquent kid for your parents not to believe you when you're being genuine. You yeah. Know? So, they won't believe you at first, but if you talk on the phone and you, like, get serious, like, you start screaming at them or something, they might understand. But aside from that, you know, like, Jamie's in Kentucky. <laughs> it's like, what? Or her GG. parents, like, what do I do, dude? Like, GG, dude. <laughs> even, like, <laughs> you know, like, just people, people you're acquainted with, but, you know. Or like people that want you to pick them up, but you can't, or like they don't make it out, you know. It sucks. It sucks, and you, you got to think about that. But at the same time, it's like you got to survive. Yeah, you got to survive. Like you, like sending out the message, like it's it's as good enough as it's gonna get at that point. Like you did the best you absolutely could. Like you told them, like, all right, meet us here, and if you're not here, then I'm sorry, and we have to do our own thing. Like you did the absolute best you could. Yeah, like the Martian. Where uh, they wait for Mark Watney to get on the, the, the rocket ship, and they leave him behind, and he's actually alive. And then they have to go back into space, back to Mars. Comedy of the year. <laughs> Comedy Dude, I really year. hope, like, someone listens to this, like, all the way through so they get to hear this amazing segment. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. So, yeah, zombies. But then, you know, I don't want to get into this, but what if it's something else? You know, like, what if you're just doomed? Realistically speaking, fucking doomed? because of, like, all this uh, foreign affairs that have been going on recently, would you think, like, a country has invaded us? I would, that's, I like, the next thing. I think if it gets to the point where a country's going to invade us, they're going to drop a bomb. Yes. Because our military on foot and our navy is one of the best in the world. The only thing that could stop us is bombings. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, mind you, where we are, we're surrounded by three nuclear um, power plants. Oh, shit, we are. So if they drop a bomb, we are donezo. Yeah. There's no way out. So we're in a bad spot considering that. So the, I think the, the one thing I would be most scared of is, like, War of the Worlds aliens. Those fucking giant Oh, robots. the giant, yeah. Okay, zombies are one thing. They're on foot. They're slow. There's just a lot of them. And, and if they catch you by surprise, you're dead intelligent life form plus from day of the i think day of the day there's a movie where the zombies can talk i think it's i don't oh no no return of the living dead we talked about it last week yeah the zombies can kind of talk just a little bit like uh-huh. they, they like broken english but they said it like hurts so like if you're a zombie like it's gonna fucking hurt like you're dead your bones are rotting you're not actually alive but maybe your nerves are still anyway that's all fine and well maybe you'll survive zombies that's like it's really it's not far-fetched to say you could survive a zombie apocalypse, and that's why I think it's why it's most fascinating, because there's actually a chance. It's like a, it's like a, a stake for your life, so it's kind of fascinating in that sense. I think that's why people like zombie movies, because yeah. there's, there's that aspect of survival, and you can survive. But like a fucking alien, dude? Could you imagine that? Like, these big-ass like metal legs, like one step would crush your whole house. War of the world they aliens. They can see you, they can, and they don't even kill you, they take you. Yeah. Like, 
that month. would be the scariest thing, and you wouldn't be able to do nothing no. about it. And that's what I think is really cool about movies like War of the Worlds. Fucking hate Tom Cruise. I don't even necessarily <laughs> like that movie, but the idea that humans are so much less intelligent than those aliens, and they manage to kill them, which is obviously the whole point of the book and the movie. Yeah. But that's so cool because zombies are zombies are infectious. They kill you, and they're smart enough to send out blood. They're just they're just vessels. They're predators of humans, which we don't have anymore yeah. on this planet. So that's what's scary. But it's like uh, zombies are essentially like living as like a fucking uh, I don't know a mouse and a hawk trying to eat you. Like you're every day you're you know you're you're fighting for your life. You might die from some predator. Yeah. But we don't have a predator. It's either other humans or nothing. So zombies are like that predator. But, like, an alien. <laughs> like, mm, fuck, man. Yeah. That's, like, that's like the top predator. <laughs> like, the top of the universal food chain is an alien. Okay, now, say you come to me at my house, throw a rifle at me, and it's an alien invasion. Plans completely changed, Bro, like, compi- considering. Bro, I literally have no idea what I would do if an alien invasion came. Like, you could try to hide, but it, they're probably so sophisticated they could find you. Yeah. Um. Would we hunker down in my house? I don't even know, dude. Like, they ha- so like in War of the Worlds, they hunker you know, down I'm, in the basement. Um, yeah, I'm referencing this movie, but it might not be the same. But e- something like that, yeah. like something like ninety percent identical to that, would be the scariest thing on the world. But they had that like that tentacle, that robotic tentacle with the eye that yeah. came into the basement. So like, what are you actually gonna do? There's no fucking way you're gonna survive that. No. It was a movie. That's why we won. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no way you're getting out of that, man. No way. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I, I, dude, that is fucking scary. Where would you go? Like, the, the, you would have to be like, oh, I hope the military saves us. They're fucked. Yeah. They're fucked. <laughs> what was that other movie? Battle L.A. The same thing, man. <laughs> Jesus. Aaron Christ. Eckhart, my boy. I like Aaron Eckhart. He's a good man. That movie, I f- fuck, I haven't seen that movie in a Do while. Do you know what that was based off of? No, we I talked. Know. I think we talked about this last week because uh, we talked about writing prompts for the aliens. But that was actually based off of that that sighting in World War Two or World War One in L.A. where they saw the UFO and they shot at it really? in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was. Ba- it's loosely based. Loosely off based that. off yeah. of it. Okay. And there was like a what? It was like a big tsunami or some shit that hit when the 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 aliens. I don't know. That movie was kind of shitty. But <laughs> uh, District but Nine. That was like a documentary. That's a good movie. That, I love District that 9. That is a good movie. I don't care. I mean, even like reviewers said that was a good movie. No, I yeah. love District 9. It was fucking sweet. It was like a documentary on the aliens. In mm-hmm. like, what was it? Like South Africa or Africa or something? South, South, South Africa or something like that. Yeah. Sean, if you're listening to this, you still have the cover to my District 9 DVD, so I'm going to need that back. All right. That's my plug for the day. Yeah. I think, we, I think that was a good, solid good session, honestly. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. To the pawn shop it was lovely to have you back we'll be tuning in next week discussing a new uh, sort of topic see what's happening in the world and we'll bring you another cool writing prompt let us know in the comment section if you guys actually like these writing prompt uh after the f- uh, part two into the yeah. recording uh maybe maybe we can maybe people can post comments and we can work with that yeah for this writing prompt or, we or give can, us like ideas and stuff can, like yeah, that or we can do a new one next week but um this is this has been recorded on a Monday, but you guys will probably see it on Wednesday or Thursday, maybe later than that. So uh, since we won't talk to you till next week, enjoy your weekend, have fun, do whatever you want, just don't get arrested.
get a rest if you want. Whatever you want. And this is the Pawn Shop, boys, where you highball us and we lowball you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Good.